Uh, Zach wanted me to just sit here and whine all day. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's hard. I don't get to have any fun because I have to record this, so I have to die now. Goodbye. Blah. See? See? That's what I'm saying. You need to put this on the podcast. Excellent work, Adam. Uh, well, there's our opening bit. There you go. <laughs> Strangers on the internet drinking down a cool, refreshing glass of reality. Welcome to another episode of Nitwick, the show about friends and video games. This week, we address the truly devastating problem of gaming backlogs. What happens to the games we never play? When will their time in the sun come? And how can we get that clutter out of the way? My name is Drew Fasciano, and a fun fact about myself, uh, my favorite sea creature, aquatic creature, uh, I'm half. I'm gonna have to give it to the shark because I think they're cool uh, when they're not trying to eat me, uh, and statistically they really don't. And I'm gonna give a special mention to the penguin because it's like kind of not really an aquatic. Like it swims, but it's not really under the same category. I'm saying it's a bird. I'm saying it's a bird. It's a bird. That's why I'm not counting it. And it's a bird. Uh, that's why I, I'm not counting it. But it's uh, excuse me. No, no. It's a water. It's a water bird. It's an. Like, oh, it's right. a bird that. I mean, okay, but wow. Way to get blown up on <laughs> live on the podcast. Yeah. Trying to talk shit about penguins. Uh, no, I I love penguins. No, no. I'm talking. I'm the one talking shit about penguins. But I'm saying, is a duck a a water bird? A water- yes. No, but I mean, is it? Does it count as a sea creature? Is it a oh, sea not, creature? Not Does really, because ducks are more in the lakes. They're more in lakes, dude. Yeah. Or ponds. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, a sea creature is any creature that lives in the sea. By the way, my name's Adam, and my favorite sea creature. <laughs> oh, that answer would have been stupid. Never mind. I want to know it now. Uh, I was going to say, my favorite sea creature is Godzilla, King of the Monsters, because he lives in the ocean. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay, I'll amazing. take it. Wait, then. <laughs> I was gonna. I know. I, gonna I gave say, shit to penguins. And now I'm okay with Godzilla. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say uh, my favorite, like probably more known sea creature, because I don't want to say real sea creature, because Godzilla is totally real. We just don't know where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say killer whales, but I have this like weird phobia of killer whales at the same time. They're kind Drew, of. I think oh I my. told you this. I think I told you this story. Um, and Zach, were you in the car when I told my uh, first grade killer whale story? Maybe, but I don't remember. So in first grade, we had to give a presentation our favorite animal. And I was like, yeah, killer whales are my favorite animals. I love orcas. They're so cool. So I gave this whole presentation on it. And I felt really happy because I give the presentation for the whole class. And my teacher at the end of the presentation, like, wow, good job, Adam. You know, I knew somebody who used to train killer whales, but she died when she was bashed against the walls by by one of the whales. It's like, what? What? It's like, what? So as a Wait, first how- grader, so as a first what? grader, that was some traumatizing shit. My favorite animal was now a, a cold-blooded killer. I also like how after you gave a presentation, it's like, good job, you did it. You know, I knew someone who worked with those creatures too. They're dead now. It's just like, <laughs> I know. it's a lot to drink in for a kid that age. Adam, you get an A and child drama. Mm, trauma. Child trauma, yeah. Trauma, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hello. I am Zach, and my favorite sea creature. If I'm gonna go with a real sea creature, I would say the lobster, the noble Ooh. lobster. Ooh. Um, you mean the sea rat? Yeah. Sure. Um, Why and lobster? I. You know, 
It could also be crab. I like crustaceans. They're fun. You have to pick one. Like, they're two different creatures. Can I ask you a question? Do you like them because you like to eat them? Wait. No, actually, that's not the case. Uh, Third sea creature, the sea turtle. Ooh, sea turtle's good. Sea turtle's good. You might be noticing a theme with these creatures I like. (laughs) They have hard shells? Yep. I see. Mm. They have hard shells, and they... They don't, they, they don't take crap from nobody. Exactly. Mm. They don't take shit. Well, I mean, every every animal takes shit at some point. That's yeah. Not I, how you work. yeah I, I mean... Yeah, you make a good point. Anyways, hey, Drew, how was your week? Uh, oh, Zach, my week has been pretty okay. Um, I got some busy... I got a little busy with some, uh, some personal obligations I done had to take care of. But the good news is I finished reading Ready Player One, which is a book I enjoy while also thinking it has many, many flaws. And I discovered that Rush is super freaking good. And I listened to... Oh, the band? Yeah. Uh, at some oh. point, at some point, I just said, oh, hey, here's like five albums on Amazon Music. Why don't I listen through them while I go about my day? And I realized, oh, damn, these guys are super freaking groovy. And I really like them. Uh, in part, because when I finished uh, Ready Player One, uh, it's a book that is very much about like, hey, weren't the 80s really, really great? Like, Rush came up, someone was wearing a Rush shirt, and then one thing led to another, and I listened to a bunch of albums. So, mm. so yeah. Um, Pretty cool. Yeah. I, had a, I had a buddy in college named Benny who was super big into Rush, and I remember he was like one of those guys who was such a big fan, he was like a walking encyclopedia for the band. Like, you could ask him wow. any question, he'd like, not only would he know, like, the answer to your question, but he'd know, like, all of the surrounding details for it. Hmm. Well, I mean, like, with with these guys, like, I, like, everyone knows Tom Sawyer and, like, the kind of, like, oh, you know, they're known for these big, long, powerful, cool songs. But, like, I didn't Mm. know the depth of what they had done, right? Like, they've been Mm. around for a long time and, like, uh, there was this one I was listening to, I think it was, like, Vapor Trails or something. And it, like, it came out pretty recently. I think it was, like, 2005 or something. Mm. And it was super freaking solid. Like, it had, like, all of these really good songs. And I just... I, I was very surprised and very happy that it was there. And I was kind of mad at myself for, like, not getting to it sooner. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, where has this been? I feel like a fool. Ah, I see. Can I ask you, did you read Ready Player One uh, just, like, just because you wanted to? Or was this, like, because I know there's a movie coming up pretty soon. or So what, what happened is uh, I was reading Snow Crash. Uh, and my oh, co-worker... Hey! <laughs> Sorry, I really like Snow Crash. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. I was reading it and I told my coworker, yo, it's a super cool book about like an alternate like reality that you kind of plug into with a VR headset. And like she kind of rolled her eyes at me and said, yeah, you should read Ready Player One. That's like the better version. We got into like a little book war over it. Um, no. And which one do you like better? Um... See, here's the thing. At one point, I, I actually liked Ready Player One a lot more because the world that was presented was a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. But the way Ready Player One ends really upsets me. And it has a lot of flaws with it that I'm kind of like, structurally, this is really weird. And the main character didn't really grow or learn anything. And so I can't really... I don't know. Like, Snow Crash feels like it's trying to do more. And Ready Player One mm. is like, it's a hot mess that it, I really it's the like. More, it's the more ambitious book, Snow Crash. Yeah, like Snow Crash feels um, like it's trying to have funny. more of a dystopian story than. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Zach, you're saying things. Say things. So, um, so first of all, did you in, during while you read Snow Crash, did you enjoy the thirty minute interlude in the middle of the book to talk about Sumerian linguistics? I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. It was 
it was a fun it was a fun moment it's just it's just something weird about that author but uh the other thing is that snow crash snow crash does a really good job of being a satire mm-hmm. it just it happens to be very good at making fun of cyberpunk dystopias mm-hmm. um and that's why it's a really enjoyable read is that all of this crazy cyberpunk stuff is happening and it's just like it again it's poking fun at its own genre yeah. that's why i liked yeah. snow crash a lot I- I mean, I, I think get, I think I you would need Snow Crash at some point. I, I'm like, I turn to my right and I'm literally looking at my bookshelf, and Snow Crash is sitting like, "Hey, you ever gonna read me?" Like, no, you're in my book backlog. Oh boy, time for more backlogs. Uh, oh, that seems uh, like weirdly appropriate. I always, hear, I always hear Snow Crash and The Diamond Age uh, recommended together, so you might huh. look into that if you haven't already read that one. Oh, dude, like he, I already, I already went to the store and queued up my next books. I'm gonna read Brave New World and I'm gonna finish the Mistborn trilogy and and that's what I'm up to. That's what I'm up to right now. Yeah, and a I, lot of books. I already, nice. I already have more things that I need, but like that's what's going on for now. That's what's going right, on for gotcha. now. In any case, that's my week summed up. Adam, what's going on with you and your life? How are things? Well, let's see. Yeah, Adam, do you have a life? Oh man, you wow. know I ask myself that every morning when I wake up. It's like, is this the real life? Or is this just fantasy? Caught it in a landslide. landslide. All right, we're not (laughs) So my work, uh, I've been doing good. Work's been keeping me busy uh, recently. Um, I was on a really big Persona 5 kick, but then, again, because I got busy and stuff, it's just I haven't been able to put as much time into it. I've been playing kind of... I was going to be sitting down and playing more this weekend, but this weekend I ended up helping my uncle at this uh, shooting range, which is really fun. Um, it was like this fundraiser for the Boy Scouts and stuff. So we got to man a shooting range and shoot some guns. Nice. And stuff like that. That was fun. Um, been trying out some more Overwatch uh, with the Ooh. new Mercy changes and all that that came in. Oh, man. Zach, Drew, maybe you guys had the same uh, experience I did. It felt weird when I saw the Mercy run over and single res somebody. I was like, you idiot. Why? And like, oh, oh, wait, that's right. She... That's the only thing you can do now. Never mind. Yeah, no, it. I overall, Mercy has gotten a lot more powerful, but I feel like she's gotten weaker. That's my issue with the Mercy changes. Hmm. Like she feels like she's gotten what? She feels like she's just gotten weaker. Hmm. I I actually think I'd have to disagree. She seems to be showing up way more often now. Um. No, like like no, no like overall, she is she is better than she was before. Don't get me wrong, but while you're playing as her, you feel a lot weaker. Hmm. I guess I'm going to kind of miss those big, like, turning moments where, like, she'd come in for the clutch res and, like, bring everybody up. But I guess you can yeah. still do that with her ult uh, if you chain them all together. So, Overwatch has been fun. Um, I went to go... Did we already talk about the movie It that Drew, I, and Michael uh, went to go we see? We did not. We did not. No, we didn't. All right. So, quick movie review of Stephen King's It, the new movie that came out this year. Uh, Drew, fun fact. Yeah? You remember in the movie how they said, oh, my gosh, this happens... This seems to be happening every, like, 27 years or so, yeah? Yeah. Did you know that it's been 27 years exactly since the TV series aired? Oh, shit. No, I didn't. That's That's, amazing. I thought that was really cool. I was like, they had to have planned this. That was, that's good. That's clever. That's really cool. That's Um, really cool. uh, So, I haven't read the book. That book is, like, a mono, like fucking huge and terribly and long it's like man that seems a bit much i'm just gonna save myself some time and watch the tv miniseries mm-hmm. and that's weird and strange and this one was also had a very stranger things vibe to it it was good it had some really scary bits um there was one moment in the in the movie so i'm sitting next to drew's on my right 
uh, and there's a lady in front of Drew, and Drew mm-hmm. kind of has his foot kind of up against on this, the armrest that she's not using. Mm-hmm. There is one scare, Drew, and it's 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 one of the scenes in the garage. Oh, you, yeah. You jumped so bad, <laughs> I literally thought you were going to kick somebody in the back of the head. So, like, <laughs> this is the projector scene, right? This, uh... You jumped so bad that like, I was like, I don't want to have to deal with Drew kicking this lady. Please don't. And all you, and like, you ended up just retracting your leg going, ah, spooky, scary. I hate clowns. Scare me. And it was, it was fun times. Really graphic movie. I got to be honest. Was not oh, expecting yeah. that. Oh yeah. It's, it's very, it's very bloody. I, I remember in the beginning, like, again, like without spoilers, like you kind of turned to me and said, wow, dismemberment is a really brutal way to start this film. You, you had some like really good line. I forget exactly what uh, it was. <laughs> it was, it was something to the effect of, wow, dismembering a child is a really strong way to say you're not fucking around. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> Over, uh, I really liked it. Um, it was I, good. I, I was a fan of the original. It scared me a lot as a kid. And I think the new one's really clever. I think it does a lot of really nice scares. It knows what to do with the monster. It 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 It's just, it's fun. It feels like a really good Halloween movie. I'm actually surprised oh, yeah. it came out now as opposed to just waiting a little bit later and really capitalizing in on the whole like spooky, scary season. Yeah. So, Zach, when are you going to... Are you afraid of clowns? Are you going to go see it? See, this is when I get to to hold up my golden defense of, I don't really watch movies that much, so I'm probably not going to see it. That's ah. unfortunate. We're dragging you to this, th- this theater. Oh, son of a it. fucking... <laughs> Listen, Zach, we all float in the theater. And you'll that's how float we got too. Good, that's, that's how we got good seats. We were floating above the audience. Ah, that's a clever way of getting it. It was strange, but I liked it. Yeah. And that was my week. Mm, a lot of fun stuff. And nice, then there was nice. one. And then there, and was, then there one. was one. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I am Zach, and my week. Um, so I came back down from my brother's place, Yay! which was cool. I am now sitting at my regular computer, and I'm very happy to be here in front of my regular screens and my regular computer. Um, <laughs> in terms, like, it's just very nice being home. Um, in terms of just what I've been up to, um, I ran a couple of uh, playtests for a role-playing game system that I'm testing out. And it's going mm-hmm. fairly well. I'm actually getting a lot of progress done. Um, you wouldn't, like, there are points where, like, it kind of isn't fun for the players. But that's the point. That's the whole point of the playtest. Um, and so... You know what? It sounds weird to say, but yeah, that is kind of part of playtest. It's just funny to hear, like, <laughs> the player isn't having fun. Good. They weren't supposed to at this point, <laughs> at this stage in development. Like, it'd be nice. It'd be nice if... it. Yeah, it, it'd be nice if I, like, just could perfectly make a system that works for everyone immediately. But... Again, like the core engagements still work. The players have, have like the players have like an inherent investment mm. in how the game works, um, and it's really just a matter of like getting it to sort of function properly. Anyways, mm. uh, so I've been doing that. I've also been uh, doing my regular game playing. I played some Final Fantasy fourteen, played some Overwatch. Those are normal. Um, uh, yesterday, I picked up a pre-release pack for the new Magic: The Gathering set, Ixalan, Ooh. and I know. Um, is that and, the is that the crazy Aztec dinosaur pirate conquistador bullshit I keep seeing? Yep. Oh yep. god. I want that set. That one looks fun. Oh yeah, no, hey, if you if you want to, actually, um we're probably gonna set up like a draft if you're interested listen, in doing that. Listen, I have to I'm gonna dodge the draft until the to my dying day. <laughs> Damn it. But like if, if you're actually interested, just let me know. I'll I'll rope you into the group and maybe you can join us in in the draft. Um because again, it is a crazy fun set. Um mm. And so the next thing, 
Uh, and so I got that, and I opened up the pre-release pack, and it's pretty cool. I got a nice, cool little red die, and I got a couple of cool cards. And but one in particular I got was Glacial Fortress, which is a card I already have four of, but now I have new art for it, and I'm like, fuck <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, I I have four of them already. Perfect. I need another. No, it's it's so so four is a playset, and mm. so like having one extra means like I could fit four into one deck and then put one into like a commander deck or something. Mm. Um anyways, so that's 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 my yesterday. And mm-hmm. today, um uh oh right, a couple more things. Sorry, I've done a lot of game related stuff over these last couple of weeks. Well, I mean that is um, thematically what we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> so, so I won't I won't stop you. Yeah. Ew, gross so, games. Disgusting. I also I also picked up uh Divinity Original Sin 2 and I Ooh. I plan to play it co-op with three other friends of mine. I also plan on recording it, like with OBS. Um, Ooh, he's streaming now. Not streaming, but recording and uploading to YouTube, probably, probably privately. But I thought I'd mention. I might link it to mm. you guys. Um, privately on this publicly passed around <laughs> podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but no, like, like it's gonna be like a fun romp with me and three friends yeah. as we go through the game. And are then, you, are you liking it so far? The, uh, I've yeah, heard a lot no, of good things about it. I have tried out. I tried it out in single player, and it's pretty fun. Um, they also have a game master mode, and I've been way more into that mode, <laughs> admittedly. Um, but that's that's actually been super fun. Um, and yeah, and then the final, and I swear it is final, bit of gaming news is that uh, I was, I'm in a Pokemon Tabletop United campaign, which is a oh, role-playing cool. game system. Um, <laughs> well, you've, told, you've we, talked about this before, I think. I have. Um, but uh, we are having a gym battle in the, so, so today, um, during the game, we had a gym battle. And the gym battle was in the ancestor gym, which is fighting ghost type. Oh, okay. So each each gym has two types for for what this guy is setting up, and that's actually been that's that's been pretty cool. But 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 it is fighting and ghost types. And oh, that's that's neat. I like that one. It was literally, uh, and so two of them are so so the main character the the we the we're going up against two bosses, uh, and so each boss has like a type shifted Pokemon. And by shifted, it means basically like one of the types have switched mm-hmm. or they've gained a new type if they only had one. So there is a, a Hitmonchan um, that has been ghost typed and it looks like, I, I don't see Jojo, but it looks like Joestar's stand, hmm. if I remember correctly. I think it is Joestar. It looks very similar to Joestar, just a Hitmonchan. Well, the, the problem is when you say Joestar, that's the family name all of them are named Joestar. Oh, oh, well then. Uh, <laughs> trying, it's it's a stand from JoJo. It looks like a stand from JoJo. Gotcha. Yeah, um, right. I, I just like this. Like it could be a Joestar. Like that narrows it down <laughs> to all of them. Dang. Um, and so the other one, uh, the other the the other boss had a Haunt Edge. Mm. Um, but it's been but the steel has been shifted. But instead of being a ghost steel type, it is a ghost fighting type. Mm. And it looks like this, like sort of samurai blade or umbrella umbrella blade. It looks really, really cool. Um, kind of neat. And up until about the point where I left to go record this podcast, we were getting our asses handed to us by this these bosses, uh, by these like gym bosses. And you heroically um, said, "Hey guys, I'm out. See you later." <laughs> and I was like, and then I was like, "Up oh, seven o'clock. I gotta go record. Um, you guys can take care of my character and all my Pokemon." So I gotta ask this real quick: When your Pokemon, uh, do your Pokemon die in this, or do they faint, or how does they that faint. work? Um, okay. So, so the the tabletop system that's been set up is basically they have this injury system, and if your Pokemon mm. takes ten injuries, then they die. 
wow, that's fucked. Yeah, no, they can die. It's just really, really hard to get to 10 injuries. Hmm. Um, like, the most I've ever seen on a Pokemon was, like, 8, and that was because we were specifically in a gym battle that had a trainer that was focused on stacking a bunch of injuries. Um, so the but no, trainer was normally... focused on killing Pokemon? No, getting really close to killing the Pokemon. I see. Um, why? But yeah, why, so why do they want to do that? It it was it was like a whole set of special abilities that all trigger around the injury system. Uh, um, because because Drew, they're they're a huge jerk. Yeah, that okay. that that Jim Luger okay. was also a giant asshole. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's been my week. I did a lot of gaming related stuff. Hooray! That makes sense. Uh, I'm gonna throw one last thing from my week. Mm-hmm. One of the things that prevent me from playing games is because uh, the Tokyo Game Show is going on this week. So ah. I've been like, kind of staring at all the new announcements that come out. Anything oh, cool boy. you see? I haven't had my eye on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of them, but like, if you, you guys should might want to check out some of the cool stuff. Uh, the two big things I can think of that came out of TGS were they've shown off a crap ton of Monster Hunter World stuff, and I'm super excited to play that game. But more importantly, out of the blue... And without warning, they're making a Zone of the Enders 2 VR game. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, remember in our sequels episode, I was telling you, oh man, like, Zone of the Enders 2 is fantastic and amazing, and it's so perfect. I was like, yeah, because it's like, Zone of the Enders 2 is one of my favorite games, uh, and it already had an HD re-release on the PS3, which was alright, but not that great. Uh, So, out of nowhere, they announced at TGS that, hey, we're re-releasing it in, like, 4k hd it's like oh that's that's amazing i I, i'm already gonna buy this because i love that game and like but you can also play the entire thing in vr like oh i guess i have to go hunt down some vr now well i mean like that's part of your your company right i'm sure they i know some kind of of headset well i we have a head we have a psvr at work uh that Mm -hmm. somebody bought for like demoing stuff Mm -hmm. so i guess i'll be using that for a little bit well there you go there you go i i had a really bad fanboy moment where i like the trailer started and i like stood straight up and like started like almost like girl yelling like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> your hands are up to dance stupid exciting man that's good very good All for right, you that, that's very the end of my week my well that is awesome that is an awesome week. again <laughs> well now that we've gone through the cycle uh let's talk about gaming backlogs people what do you say you ready for that Oh, geez. We, we do have to talk about gaming backlogs. Yeah, That's been do. my backlog of podcast topics forever. It, it has I legitimately didn't... been in our backlog for a long time, so now we get to talk about it. <laughs> so, uh, just to clarify, when we talk about gaming backlogs, we're talking about games that we have, uh, that maybe we've played like an hour of, but we really feel like we should finish, or want to play, or it's on our plate, and maybe we picked it up in a bundle, or like some kind of Steam sale, and... It just hasn't been touched, and everyone I talk to who plays video games seems to have this as a recurring problem. Um, I actually have some fancy fancy statistics here. I can't speak today. Sorry about it. Statistics. Um, Statistically, I can't talk. Statistics. Um, Statistics. Um, But the statistics data basically says that most games that people buy, they don't actually get a chance to finish. Uh, We've got the... Portal, well-known game, has a completion rate of seventy of forty-seven uh, percent. That's uh, that's surprising. Portal's pretty short. I would have figured more people would have finished yeah, that off. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think there's a lot of people a lot of... who, like, like just just guessing, guessing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I think it's people that there's a lot of people that just start the game, get through the first couple levels, and say, "Okay, I'm done." That's very right, possible. sorry, Drew. Keep going with your st- yeah. Keep going. Statistics. I can't say it. Statistics. Statistics. Did you know? Did you know that Adam? This actually makes a lot of sense. Um, only forty-two percent of people who have bought Mass Effect Three have finished Mass Effect Three. Holy wait, wait, them. wait, Drew. Did you finish Mass Effect Three? Yes, I finished Mass Effect Three. I've talked about the ending with many people. Right, Adam. Have you finished Mass Effect Three? Zach, have you been paying attention? <laughs> I still haven't finished. Right. Mass I Effect also 3. haven't finished Mass Effect Three, so we're pretty damn close to that percentage. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. <laughs> uh, the other big one here is Skyrim. The main quest line for Skyrim. It's about thirty-two percent. I I never finished right. that thing. Nobody <laughs> finishes the main quest line to Skyrim. <laughs> And, and like no the list, one. The you know, there are people with 300 on. hours into that game still haven't finished the main quest line. Well, so, so the point it's not is, an exciting quest line. The point is there are all these high-profile games that people people will get and ideally want to finish because they're at least adequate, and they never yeah. get to. Like it's it's a giant thing. It's a thing that done happens quite frequently. You you know it's interesting, Drew. I'm, I'm looking over this list of the stuff you pulled, and I'm just looking at like these are all really high profile games. Like mm-hmm. these were oh yeah, these aren't just like small little indie hits. These were like all game of the year contenders and winners, most of them. Oh, and I'm sure and actually, like, it's like I'm that's sure surprising. Like, the, the rates on like indie games is even lower, right? Because those yeah. you you pick up like candy, right? You get like five of them together in no, a package. I, I can and, actually like, maybe you play two of them. Sorry, you were saying. So I think um, I think a lot of times people just don't play them, but um, I think games with like a cult following, if they, if a game has a strong cult following, those numbers are going to go way the hell up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. I'm looking over all of them and like I can almost kind of figure out a reason of why that might be for each one of these. Uh, the one that surprised me most, though, being on here mm-hmm. uh, is either Bioshock Infinite. Bioshock Infinite has a 53, uh, 53% completion rate. Mm-hmm. And uh, Batman Arkham City has a forty-seven percent completion rate. Those kind of surprised me there because yeah. those are like those are pretty big. Well, see, Arkham City, I can understand because that game it's it's a big commitment, right? And it's not particularly yeah. linear. Infinite, on the other hand, for me is like that's that's a game you pretty much buy for the story. Like it's a Bioshock right. game. It has a big pedigree. I, I can't imagine buying it and being like, I wonder how. Like maybe you're interested in the mechanics, but I'm pretty sure you're buying it for like what you think the story might be. Yeah. So, but that's <clears> the <throat> issue is a Bioshock Infinite. It's selling itself on its story, and its story is not particularly great. I mean, that's possible. Yeah. I mean, actually, just for some reference here, all this data is being pulled from uh, from a talk given from some Microsoft developers at GDC, and they were actually trying to discuss um, storytelling in games, um, mm-hmm. kind of like talking about the idea of a three-act structure versus like you know having character-focused games and the sort of things people remember from a game. And this was pulled to sort of show, you know, a lot of these games, they have, some of them have three-act structures, some of them don't, but... You know, people don't seem to be buying things for the sake of getting a full arc. They they may be buying it for, like, mechanics or a character or, like, some other thing, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Interesting talk. Um, it'll be in the description. People can watch it. Although, um, you know, the number I'm least surprised by is that Borderlands 2 number. I mean... Dude, Borderlands 2. That doesn't... Borderlands 2 is a 30% completion rate. And the amount of content and stuff in that game, that does not surprise me at all that that game never got finished. That people mm-hmm. would just, like, at some yeah. point be like okay it's the same thing with skyrim it's just like okay where that this is too much i am done yeah there's like there's just it's just an overload 
Um, mm. And yeah, I think that's just what happens when you make a big, expansive game like that. Um, yeah. Although, although Borderlands Two is really wide as a game um, mm. by comparison to, like, sorry, Borderlands Two is like Skyrim's a really wide game, whereas Borderlands Two is just got a bunch of stuff in it it's very linear to be honest so then that gets me um to a question that i don't have it's not i don't think it's on our list yet but like why do you think so many like of like of these completion rates why do you think not all of them are super high like again these are Mm. really high profile games and i know that like if i had like when i have these kind of things i want to finish them but that's just based off of my own background and you know wanting to make games and being a programmer and all that stuff so if you if you consider completion like getting to the end of the main storyline i'm really sorry for cutting everybody off here but um if you consider that to the end of it anytime you have an open world game those completion rates are gonna plummet well yeah Yeah. i was gonna say drew for your question did you want us to just go over the list list games here just to kind of like go down like why we think each one might be i mean maybe not for each of them because again it's it's very like it's kind of specific each case is kind of its own i i guess i'm thinking more like when i buy something I want to finish it. Like, I have a lot of games that I haven't started and I need to start. That's what's in my backlog. I don't have right. a lot where I got, like, halfway through and said, eh, I'm done, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I was going to say, I for a couple of these games, uh, Borderlands 2, Skyrim, kind of Arkham City, I, I 100% agree with Zach, is that those have, like, super big open expansive areas and stuff like that and just like Mm -hmm. you can spend a lot of time skyrim especially you can spend a lot of time doing just whatever and have made no progress on anything at all so and then yeah if you define completing a game as like completing the story or getting to the last level uh yeah i could that those would probably be why you weren't seeing those Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um for the walking dead ones i was trying to think because those are very narrative heavy games like you've mentioned um Mm -hmm. And the two things I can think of for not completing, like, one of those is, one, you know, The Walking Dead Season 1 has, like, what, five episodes? And I think each one's, like, an hour or two. So yeah. it, it might be that people just kind of got, was like, hey, this is a bit too, like, not enough, you know, quick enough kind of thing. Because uh, mm-hmm. it also had a very delayed structure. Walking yeah. Dead Episode 1 came out, then 2 came out, like, a week later, then 3, then 4. So for any of these episodic games, I think you actually do run the risk of, having people drop off each episode kind yeah. of deal. Also, yeah. I think episode one of Walking Dead was free at some point or discounted. Like, like I oh. think with a lot of, like, I think well, with a lot of episodic games, like, the first episode's free, and then you kind of got to, like, buy the rest. Like, I think mm-hmm. uh, Life is Strange did that, where the first chapter yeah. was like, hey, here's your intro. Don't you want to buy the subscription? And so for that, I'm like, I'm sure people are like, okay, I get it. That was yeah. my demo. I'm done. I'm just saying for like for episodic well, ones. So the thing is, Drew, is that we're talking about completion rates. You'd actually expect the completion rates to drop if it's free, because that means more people have it and they maybe sort of try it and then they just that, drop that's it. That's literally I, what I, I said. I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily <laughs> think that. I would say that if it if it's something somebody wants and it ends up being free, then you know what was stopping them from playing it wasn't you know that they didn't want to. It's that they didn't have the capacity. So now it's now that it's free, they can. Right. And. The first episode being free is supposed to be the big way to get people hooked. Uh, mm-hmm. But like I said, as you go episode to episode, you know, and again, this is true for all narrative kind of things is that by having the story keep going, you run the risk of having people drop off kind mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. or just not really care about the story anymore. Or maybe it took a turn that like the uh, the reader didn't like it all. So it's like, ah, I'm kind of done. Like I can almost see that that's why it's just happening with Mass Effect 2 and 3. 2 mm-hmm. had like a really exciting and compelling story. And uh, I remember three getting very mixed reviews because of its ending. And then when people 
hear that oh hey did you know the ending was like not that great for, mm-hmm. for most people then it's like oh well then why play it why finish it kind of deal well i think in the case of mass effect i think this happens with a lot of trilogies or a lot of sequential games like like with if you if you aren't already introduced and you know this is part of a greater scope of things you either have mm-hmm. to go back and take care of the fact that you're missing content get yourself spun up or just tell yourself oh okay i'm gonna deal with it yeah. like i skipped mass effect one because i heard mass effect two was just so, so good and i figured okay whatever let's go for broke but like getting convinced to do that was very difficult for me because like i didn't play one it didn't didn't come across my brain's brain at any point so like yeah i i think that would be i, I think, think that's why you would have a drop-off rate between like you know an episode one versus a two versus a three you like you have more requirements mm. more recs you know yeah and especially with skyrim if you kind of want to from what i understand if you want to like enjoy like a elder scrolls game there's a lot of like background knowledge you kind of have to know about like the previous games and stuff do you like they're all kind of their own story but to get like the greater lore there's a lot of stuff that's interconnected so then you'd have like the commitment to actually get yourself caught up is greater right that's, that's something i noticed um on this list that you have drew yeah uh i think two of the higher ones walking dead season one uh episode one mm-hmm. uh bioshock infinite and let's see mm. portal are all like first entries in a thing bioshock infinite because none of the bioshocks are technically connected it's its own standalone thing and they all have like some of the higher marks here because they're because the the commitment to get caught up to actually start mm-hmm. the game is kind of low mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that's just something i'm <clears throat> noticing from it yeah yeah no, no that's fair well how, how about this next question next question is approximately how many games do you have in your backlog and the follow-up to that is, hmm. what is the one game you need to get to? Like the one like the one or two or twelve that you're just like, okay, why is this here? This should have been done. This, this is something I should have Oh, boy, here we go. All right, so... This is shame time. Let the who shame wants to... come. <laughs> I'll shame myself. Let's do What's this. That from, is it from Game of Thrones, the bell with the shame? shame. Oh, yeah. Shame. 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 Ring, ring, ring. Uh, I, I can go first for shame because I have I have a wonderful Alrighty. first shame. Okay, All right, go for it. So I have I have a giant list of games, a good chunk of them tiny indie things. Um, I think I've got approximately like ten, maybe fifteen or twenty that are like why why is this not done? Uh, of the big ones, I have this list, and the first on the list is Spec Ops: The Line, which I never played, and I feel very bad about that because ah uh, yes, it's, it's, bummer the game. <laughs> I mean it's it's. It's something that I know is really good, and I've heard a lot about it, and I really want to play it, but, like, I've never sat down and said, oh, I feel like being hyper-depressed for, like, a couple hours. Like, it's... I don't know. I don't know why that hasn't happened. That um, answers your question. <laughs> Drew, I like... Why haven't I been depressed recently? What the hell? Well, I mean, it's just been sitting in my log forever. Um... As are all of these. Uh, then there's Quantum Conundrum, which is made by the studio that kind of helped inspire Portal or was a part of the original Portal prototype. Uh, there's Witcher mm. 2, which, like, the Witcher series is super well-known, and I feel like I should finish this, and I should Ooh. play that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, then I've got I've got The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, What Remains of Edith Finch, and Ori and the Blind Forest. Um, which, you know, all of those, those are, are, like, they're all relatively quick. I should do them, I was going to say... Uh, your Witcher, the thing about the Witcher series, uh, I was seeing a lot of stuff about Witcher 3, and I was like, man, this looks so cool, I want to try it out, but it harkens back right. that problem of, okay, these are very narrative-connected stories, what did mm-hmm. I, what would I need to do to catch up? 
oh, what's this? Play all of Witcher 1 and 2? Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So my, my backlog is about that. Uh, yeah. I feel bad. I want to get them done. Someday I might. Someday I will, with hope. Does anyone Zach, else have any about... shame they want to share? Right. Um, so, Drew, how big is your backlog? Uh, pretty, big. Pretty, big. pretty big. Pretty big. Do you have a number? Because I have a number. What's your number? Oh, geez. About 200. Whoa! That's disgusting. <laughs> I literally looked on... I, I checked Steam. I clicked games. And it literally says I have 174 games on Steam. But it doesn't tell mm. you which ones that you haven't played yet. That's true. But I also have a bunch of games outside of Steam that I haven't played. Like, uh... it's somewhere between 150 and 200. Uh, I see. I see. Um, that is. What are your is... highlights? What are your highlights from this backlog? <laughs> There's a lot. Um, I'll go with the more recent ones that I haven't gotten to. Mm-hmm. Um, that I probably should, because that's the only way you can live with yourself with this. Um, so currently, Final Fantasy 15. I need to finish that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I need to play Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold <laughs> I need up. To... <laughs> and I need to play Sorry. Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> uh and that's all the the games that i bought uh, very recently and you're never getting that, back to you're never getting back to yakuza zero are you <laughs> yeah no i'm not um and then and then uh not I even also... in the backlog it's just gone <laughs> well he at least tried that like that's not that's not completely untouched that's just like oh it's oh none of oh, it no. shot. breath of the wild i haven't touched but final fantasy 15 and horizon zero dawn i have touched both of those as well um and then the last one is Shadowrun, which is another game i've touched Shadow oh, run? that's okay. Shadowrun, yeah. Yeah. Those, uh, isn't that one of those big, like, uh, CRPG kind of games? Yeah, it's a CRPG. I, I tried to get into CRPGs, and admittedly, it's like... Oh, dude, I can't do it. There's too much. Is it? Yeah, it's usually super complicated. What is a CRPG? But, uh, complicated RPGs. And, and, you know, it's not even that it's complicated necessarily. It's that it, it sometimes tries to be purposely obtuse. I can take mm-hmm. the turn-based ones. Like, Shadowrun is doable, but... It's a little hard to sort of wrap my head around sometimes. Uh, but the uh, the other one, there was this like this other one that was like real time and holy living shit. I know you could <laughs> pause it whenever you wanted to, but you had to be pausing in between was that each a move. Pillars of Eternity or something? Yes, or? yes, ah, it was Pillars okay. of Eternity. And let me tell you, Pillars of Eternity is really fucking hard to play for me. <laughs> Which is nice. funny because I can play the I can play the uh, Dragon Age games just fine, and I think it's because they purposely make those ones easier. Mm-hmm um yeah let's see what do i have in my backlog i think the most glaring one to me right now Mm -hmm. uh so when when we're talking backlogs you're talking ones that you aren't currently playing right you're not currently playing you haven't touched it in a damn long time sitting there on the shelf the reason i asked was because uh and this is the only time i mentioned it is because persona 5 i was really scared about having that sit in the backlog Mm uh yeah that was another that was actually another thing that uh one of the reasons I would play so much of Final Fantasy XV is because those are two games that I was so excited to play. I don't know if I could bear myself to like have them like fall into the backlog. So like with those two, yeah. it was like I'd play it and like that's it. That's that's the only thing I'm playing. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see. In the backlog, um, I still have Breath of the Wild. This may shock everybody. Uh, I mm-hmm. did buy my Nintendo Switch. Nice. Unfortunately, it is still in the box because I have not opened it because I know if I open it... I, hold on. Because I know for a fact if I open that Nintendo Switch and put Breath of the Wild in, 
I'm going to get sucked into that, and there's a chance I might drop off of Persona 5, and I don't want that. Yeah. I really don't. That's, no, that's this respectable. Is, that's yeah, respectable. no, I, I, you know, I so, did the same thing with Nier Automata before I did Persona 5, because I really I wanted to make sure that I finished Nier Automata before yeah. I moved on. Uh, in my backlog, I, I keep lying to myself and telling myself I'll eventually play all of the Metal Gear Solid games. I do have them all now uh, on various consoles. And I keep thinking, oh, I'll get to them at some point so I could play five and, you know, all that stuff. Like, no, I'm probably... Oh, wait. Those are deep in the backlog. Right. Here's two more. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus and Okami. Ah. I need to play those. Uh, I also have Shadow of the Colossus in my backlog, but I actually don't... Well, okay, I take it back. Shadow of the Colossus isn't in my backlog. I just missed that game entirely. But there's a there's a HD remake. Not, like, not a remastering, but like a full <laughs> remake coming out, so... Zach, you and I will have no excuse when that shows up. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I already have it. I have it for PlayStation 2. Oh, well, now you can own it for PS4 or PC or something. Yeah, oh. sure. Um, um, let's <sighs> see, what else is in my backlog that, that, feel, that doesn't feel good? Uh, Breath of the Wild's there. Um, as much as I love Okami, I actually don't think I ever finished it because it is such a massive game. Hmm. It's one of those... It actually does have a three-arc story structure, but holy hell, are some of those arcs long... Um, yeah, I heard that I game think, was so, like surprisingly long. I heard it had yeah. like a lot more content to it than I like. Is it like a full-on Zelda game where it just keeps going yes. and going? Yeah, oh, it, wow. Okay. It, uh, the thing with Okami is, and this is this is really hard to describe to somebody. Okami is one of my absolute favorite games. I absolutely adore that game, but I haven't finished it because when I when I was playing it, I was playing it on the PS2. Um, and that was back when I was in high school, and I, I think I was borrowing it from somebody, and just something came up where a significant enough period of time came in where I just didn't pick it back up. So uh, it's it's also getting a, a big HD 4K re-release on PS4 and PC uh, recently, so all y'all will have no excuse, and that includes me for not finishing it this time. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> there's a lot of RPGs in my backlog that I keep thinking I'll get well to. RPGs uh, make sense. I mean, I keep thinking I'm going to get to this Gaia. Oh, dude, I'm never finishing this Gaia. I, this dude, I don't think you're supposed to finish this Gaia. <laughs> I think you're supposed to just keep playing. It's just Actually, supposed to be this, true. like... that's true. You're supposed to just <laughs> infinite like, spiral into your weapons. Well, no, like, yeah, um, like, that's one of the things, right? You can, like, infinitely level up, right? Like, they just, like, have it keep scaling as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, the only other... The big standouts for me, I guess, then, would be Breath of the Wild. Uh, and also... I want to play Nier Automata, but my cousin's been harping on me to go play Nier 1 because oh, his argument on. is his argument is Nier 1 is a really good game, but if you play Automata, you're never going to go back to playing Nier 1. So oh, I'm like, yeah. uh, so I guess that's also my backlog. He's, he's making you play the, the one that's worse so that you know you'll play it. Because if you play something better, you can't go back. Right. I mean, I don't know. and the thing is, I know Nier is a good game. I've, I've heard a lot of good things about it. But it's also got some jank on it. And it's like, yeah, it's that's the issue. Like, it's a really janky game. I don't fault. I, I, you know, I'm not gonna fault a person for being like, I don't want to play this game. It's really janky. But yeah. I'll play. I'll play but, the, the sequel. That's much better. <laughs> I'm really hoping those rumors of like a platinum remake of Near One are true. It's like I oh, didn't. Ooh, I have this, not heard those happen. rumors. Are those, that would be where, that would be nice. Where's that coming from? Uh, those are just people. Those are people who watch like hirings and different project listings and stuff. But you know, if, if you watch any of the big companies, it's kind of sometimes hard to tell exactly what the hell they're doing. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, that's my backlog. A lot of RPGs and some really long games. 
Hmm. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. It like it's weird. Mine, the one that I, the ones that I have on my shame list are very short. Like I'm pretty sure Spec Ops is like not an extensive like full fledged no, FPS. No, it's not. But... Spec Ops is Spec Ops is pretty quick. I remember there was some guy in the game lab who, whose name escapes me who was Matt. playing it. It was and... Matt. I remember. Was him. it? Was it yeah, Matt? It was Matt. Uh, Matt. Like was it our Matt? Matt Brown or different? No, Matt? no. It was uh, Matt Brown was there or no? He wasn't there. I think I was like texting him. I just rem- I remember. Um, I, remember really I remember there was like a giant group of people watching this one guy play it and like yeah, we sharing sharing in the pain. <laughs> yeah, we. It was it was I, Matt from uh, Asterog. Oh okay. 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 Uh, but he he was playing it and I I think he got it done in like a couple like a day or two. He got it. He got it would... done that night. <laughs> it was oh, like an eight hour oh, game. Shit. He just like played it all day. Uh, yeah, but I do remember us all watching and like, oh my gosh, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's weird like for the big long rpgs and stuff it's like man some of those are like huge commitments but the little ones i'm actually kind of surprised you i figured you would have like tried to knock a few of those out and like that's why they're on my shame list that's why they're on my shame list it's it's bad like it's it's why yeah. i haven't bought death of the outsider yet because it's like no no i have other things that like mm. are very quick and i should get and i'm gonna do it i'm trying to be better at them i'm trying to change mm. it's hard i was gonna make a stupid joke never mind <laughs> okay okay well no i want to know your stupid jokes your stupid jokes are great uh i was gonna say you gotta wake up get up get out there uh... you your games won't change <laughs> oh that's good i like that i'm good with that <laughs> All right, All right, so our next, our next, next question. question. Our next question is, uh, what happens to those games we never play? Where do they go? Oh, God, this question. <laughs> How do they grapple with existence? Their purpose never truly fulfilled. I don't want to there, think about this. There I'm going to ignore game. this. I'm going to move on to the next question next. There was a, a zero punctuation video. I think it was his review of Diablo 3, and he put the... He was the he was like, what happens to those characters that, that are, like, in front of the big bad's, like, evil dungeon... And just stop moving. Do the townspeople know what's happened? What happens then? Um, they just, let's they see. just have a crisis of existence. They have a crisis so, of existence. There's, there's got to the, be like a unplayed games purgatory. That's my for thought. For the games? Well, that's where they I, are. I've They're in purgatory. Like, They're just chilling out and they like they haven't done anything yet. They don't know how they end. They don't oh, know man. their own story. I was trying to say, because like... God damn if it. I'm thinking, if I think about this, like actually... Uh, I stopped about at the beginning part of the third arc in Okami, so... Amaterasu is just hanging out on a mountain right now. Oh, man. <laughs> Forever. Um, my character in Pokemon Sun and Moon is hanging out in front of the store, waiting to go inside and buy some stuff. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Shepard is staring at Tuchanka real hard <laughs> and saying, <laughs> You know what sucks, Adam, is that's a really important part of that game, and you're right about there, and you've never touched Tuchanka. And it hurts me. <laughs> That's not true. I went to Tuchanka in the other plant and the other games. Wait, hold on. No, you didn't. You did no, you, you didn't go to. You didn't go to Tuchanka in the. No, other you games. don't. You or only did you? go to it in. Yes, three. you did. You only... Oh no, no, you no, went yeah, in two. Right. That's right. You do do it in two. You do do it. In... Uh, okay. Zach, where are your characters in uh, <laughs> in their journey? Uh, well. Um... Quick tangent. Do you think anybody's like booted up Journey and not finished it? Uh, I mean, yeah, that would be a weird have, thing. You would have to try. Like, that seems like a game you'd have to finish in one go. It's so short. Like, if I you feel stop... Like, I feel like if you stop and quit, they don't save. You just have to start from the beginning again. No, I would, I, I would, I, I, it know. has a save. It has a save. Because, like, maybe Fuck. you need to, like, end your save. Why? Like, I don't know. It's like a two-hour game. <laughs> Dog, I don't know. Which, okay, I might have answered my own question with that one. Let's but, see. Uh, to, to also go off what I was saying, uh, 
My Demon Souls character is standing in front of one of the Arkstone, the last Arkstone, ready to go in. He's never <laughs> doing that. He's never leaving the Nexus. Um, my Dark Souls 3 character is... Um, I think he's currently standing on the walls. Um, oh, he's standing on the high wall of Lothric. Yeah, he's standing on the high wall of Lothric. Um, With his fancy katana, he killed somebody for and then nothing else. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and then uh, my... I think... Whoo! Um, my main my main character in Final Fantasy fifteen is has just left the gas station for the beginning of the game. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Prince, y'all ready to head on out? Yes, give me a moment. <laughs> Still waiting. Well, see, the happy yeah. narrative there is they just like settled down in the gas station town, right? Because it's like a whole town, isn't it? No, it's a gas station and just a gas station. There's okay, like a convenience that's actually, store. That's actually much more depressing now. They just it's in the middle the of a station. desert. Yeah, it's in the middle of a desert. <laughs> actually, that's where that's where my character is in Nier Automata. Uh, they, I got to the point where they landed in the desert, and I was talking to people in a market, and then and then I can't play that game anymore. So that's what's going on there. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the Oh, you got other, the, like... you you met Jackass. Or no. Uh, yeah. I I met I met some Jackass. I don't know if that was their name, but like someone was trying to tell me what to do. Please tell like... me that please tell me that's their name. <laughs> their name is Jackass. Uh I w- I'm trying to think if there's any other like particularly good ones where I'm like just stop. Uh Well, it's depressing to think about because like again, uh, my, my in, Skyrim in character Pokemon... is never leaving Winterfell. He just he just never graduated. He's just chilling there forever. See, here's like, the thing. My... There so I have some Hey Drew. Yeah, dog. Did you know in Skyrim there is no Winterfell? What? What do you mean? What? That's Game of Thrones. Oh shit! Well, it's Winterhome. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Listen, they're the same thing, really. When you think about it. Okay, yeah, maybe it's, not. It's Winterhome, um, right? Or it's it's what's the what's the ice yeah, one in the college? Yeah, yeah, Winterhome. It's just okay. I, I I get it, but it's uh, my character in. I just remembered this. My character in Dot Hack Gu oh, is um. Just got his party all together, and we are standing in front of the portal, about to go in to rescue our friend from impending doom. Okay. <laughs> That's my favorite one. He's like, all right, we're ready. Oh, I got to save real quick. I'll come back to this later. And he never did. Oh, um, oh no. That one is also he... getting an HD remake that's coming out. <laughs> oh, hooray. <laughs> okay. Uh, the party, my party in Bravely Default, um, no. has just... Has has just realized the the twist of that entire game, and they're just sort of floating in the sky right now. Oh man, nice sad days. Okay, oh, they, this is I... that was depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, how about this? Let's go with the next question, and hopefully it'll be less less down less down falling or more okay. uplifting. Um, what do you think is causing the gaming backlog phenomena? I have written the answer to this question. It's very simple: too Sex. many games, too little too time. Oh, too Done. Many, too little. That's that's it. Okay. Could it be so simple? <laughs> too many. Too little. How we, science cannot comprehend. I mean, it's possible. Um, I think uh, that yeah. I, I there are many reasons. I think the game backlog thing is happening. Uh, one and probably the most obvious, like Zach said, is uh, especially you know you know for like us and for everybody as you get older, your time commitments get shifted around. So. Yeah, you may not always have the time to dedicate to playing games. Like I know I've said this before on a previous episode, but a lot of the games I've played are these big RPGs, and those are big time commitments. Like, and you know, to actually be able to say, okay, I need to set aside this time to play this, you do actually have to plan that out and say, 
this is time I'm setting aside, but then there's all these other time commitments mm-hmm. and stuff going on. Yeah. I mean, with me, it's just a matter of, like, I'm so used to a certain price point, and then when Steam sales happen or bundles happen, I try to jump on it. And sometimes that ends very poorly for me, because then I don't actually play the thing that I bought, because I think oh, I'll play yeah. it later. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's something I've noticed, is that, like, whenever there's a big Steam sale, people pick up and buy all of these games. They are never touching them. I was abuser of it for a, for a long time, and I have since just been like, look, I have this catalog already. Unless it's something I know I'm going to play immediately, I need to not. Like, that's yeah. my window. That's my window. Um, I think another thing is, uh, um, is it games these days... How do games well, this has games. only been in, like, for this year and last year, but I don't know about you guys, there has been an influx of really, really high-quality games. They're like, these oh, are... Yeah. This year has been especially true on that. These are exceptional games, and they're all really well done. And you're like, but I want to play all of them. So you pick them all up, but it's like, but I haven't finished the one that came out a little while ago. I'm like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like, I still need to get through all of those games I was talking about. Right right around when I got near Automata, I was like, oh, right, I have to get Yakuza 0. I got a bunch for my birthday, basically. And I'm like, Mm. Yakuza 0, Horizon Zero Dawn, Final Fantasy 15. I got Mass Effect Andromeda, but I'm pretty much not going to play that. Do you guys um, ever think it's weird? Like, cause like with me, I I feel like that too. I feel like, oh, I have to get this. Oh, I feel an obligation to get this. That seems yeah. like super unhealthy, though, right? Like, mm. well, like, I think oh, it's well. <laughs> I think it's just a matter of like these are the games that I'd want to get to. Um, I think there's certain games for me that are like obligational sort of things. Like every time a new Persona game comes out, I feel ob- mm-hmm. I, I am downright obligated to go play it. But I think mm-hmm. that's but that's okay in moderation. Yeah. Um, One thing I've noticed is that like when people pick up a game, I almost wonder if it's like, I know I'm not going to get to this game. It's going to go in the backlog, but I also want to pick it up now to help support it kind of thing mm-hmm. of like this I game that, just yeah. came out and I, I want to pick it up to make, you know, say, Hey, look, I support this. I want more of these kind of things, even if it ends up in the backlog kind of deal. That's respectable. I, I like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Like this is going to sound really stupid. Uh, I pick up, I intend to pick up, again, that HD version of Okami and Zone of the Enders, even though I've already bought them two times before, because I'm like, no, I really like these games. I want to help support, like, the people that make these games. Yeah. Um, I'm not as into that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm more of the philosophy that, like, I have a copy, I'm good. Right, um, and, that, and that's, that's totally, like, you know, yeah, completely fine, like, logical as well. It's just like, um, I don't know, it just feels like, you know, I want to help support the new thing, uh. And I think, you know, trying to get sales and then buying games to share support stuff, I think that just kind of adds to the backlog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I may have already that. said this, and, and please let me know if, I, if I'm if i repeating myself on this episode, is that uh, not only are games really of really good quality right now, they are becoming really fucking long. Like, mm-hmm. there's just, I feel, at least maybe that's just me. I feel like there are games that now that are like, they're just, so, there's so much content in it that to actually finish that game and get to a point where you want to say i'm done with this like just completing the main story those take like i feel way longer because people are me... like oh i want value out of the money i threw down so can the you give game me has an to example be long. because like i i've never felt like games have been getting longer like that's if anything i feel like there are more shorter games out there these days because it's a more accepted model yeah right? So let me so let me say Horizon Zero Dawn is one I can think of. Ah, okay. uh, maybe this is just because that one of the big selling points now are big open world non-linear games. Mm. But because this is now a selling point, everybody's trying to be like, look how big our world is. No, look, my world's bigger. Mine has more content. Mm. And so if you want to actually do all that stuff, that takes more time. Like Zero Horizon Zero Dawn has a massive world, 
and you know you can quick travel and do all this stuff but there's just all these things to do everywhere so and you know like and that world is bigger than say like you know arkham city or something like that or uh you know and, and like one of the complaints that people were saying about andromeda it was like oh this the world like the explorable worlds aren't that big kind of deal right i don't know maybe that that might just be a personal opinion uh and again this might have more to do with the kind of games i play but it feels like to try to justify a price point people are putting more content in it and not mm-hmm. it's not always great content sometimes it's very repetitive see that but if I you want to if I you want to do it all to say you've completed it it takes more time See, when you said but longer, I thought you were talking about, like, like an RPG's length or, like, a single-player campaign. Like, I mean, like, sorry, but that's ahead. that's also kind of it as well. Like, you know, a, a campaign can get longer or, or something like that. Um, yeah, a lot just... of games now try to go for a model of, like, this game never ends. Like, this is a competitive. There's a multiplayer thing kind of thing. Yeah. To it. And, I mean, those that's a whole different category. Um, yeah. With that, it's not even so much like a backlog thing. It's more just a how many hours did you put into it kind of thing, I yeah. guess. Um, well, so well, like that raises that raises the question of like what counts as like trying out a game, right? Like yeah, like how many hours of Overwatch do you need to play to say you've done you've had your fill versus like oh I touched. I'd say like, like somewhere somewhere between like an hour maybe. Like mm. you you get the core of the game pretty fast. Yeah, you get the core of it, One but day- like you you haven't really played like you haven't really been a whole part of it unless you've done like you know sunk a couple in there, you know yeah i don't know i was gonna say for me personally uh one thing that's causing this backlog phenomena and maybe zach you might have had this as well uh there are games now that are persistent online games like you with ff14 and i guess all three of us like overwatch and stuff where it's Mm -hmm. competitive there is no ending to it that you pick it up and they are really good quality so you want to play more but you put all that time commitment into there so then it's like well now you uh you know you play this game and it's fun but you kind of also push more games to the backlog just because of your like how much time you've used. Yeah, like that. so that's that's the thing. Like with Final Fantasy fourteen, like I want to say half of my time commitment to that game is actually just on the main story stuff. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's a little less of of that issue with that game in particular, as much as it is you're basically paying for updates to the game as they come along. It's kind of like you're paying for like these smaller games in in the in like installment packages um as they sort of release things and release more story content and i'm like oh that's that's, fun that's fair i guess um and so for that it's basically like i'm playing it's it's almost feels like you're playing a lot of smaller episodic games um as well as the big expansion packs Drew, do you have anything to add on on this question or no I, i don't i mean with me i think there are plenty of reasons why people have backlogs i think it's one of those things where it's kind of funny kind of sad because like it's like haha we're never gonna finish these versus like Oh, that's a real shame. That's a real shame. You, you know what this um, reminds me of? <laughs> there was an episode of Twilight Zone where the guy has all these books. I think it's Twilight Zone. No, it's, he has all the books and like suddenly everybody vanishes and he's like, finally, there's there's time to read it all. There's time at last. And he breaks his glasses like, no, no, there was finally time. No. <laughs> there was finally wow, time. I wow. love that episode so much. It's like, I wow, get it. fucked. <laughs> I love it, but it frames that guy like he was like deserving it, and he totally didn't. He like he just wanted some time to himself to read, and then when he finally gets it, his it was just a real tragedy. There was uh, Twilight Zone is good. That was a good episode. Yeah. In yeah, any case, yeah. uh, this next question is the thing of it is is it leads directly into our design club. So I want to ask it with our design club. So I'm going to just ask: Do you think you will ever finish every game you've ever? in your backlog and i think the answer is no no the answer uh, is no. No. <laughs> no yeah that was fast all uh, right next question that that you know what it is 
It is commendable to think you will. If you want to keep telling yourself that you are going to finish all the games in your backlog, then by God, kudos to you. Just Just, don't buy any more. I'm just saying, there's... I look at my backlog and I see games where I'm like, you know what? I'm not actually going to play that. Like, I caught it as part of, like, a Humble Bundle and I'll get, like, a bunch of games. And there's, like, three in there that I'm like, you know what? I'm just not interested in playing that game. And so it'll mm. just forever sit in the backlog. So, like, of course you're going to have no's. You're you're going you're, you're gonna to pick up a stupid Burger King game at some point and you'll never touch it. And that's fine. Are you, try- <laughs> are you throwing shade at Sneak King? <laughs> Yes, maybe. Is that is that what is that the fucking mo on this podcast? No, no, we do not throw shade on the on BK. <laughs> God, that game is terrible. I really want to try it. I just want to know what happened with it because I've seen so much footage and I've seen. So oh, many I'll tell you what happened with it. They were like, "Hey, man, you know what? You know what's selling really well right now? You know what's selling better than the Whopper? Video games. Let's sell the Whopper to them with Sneak King. Damn, I yep. want Whopper. That sounds kind of good." Oh man, like, advertising works. <laughs> I, I feel like I want to just kill my stomach right now. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, maybe we should go into Design Club before you do that. Yeah, let's hit the Design Club. Do, 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 do. So design our Design Club. Club, our Design Club raises a question, and that question is, what would help you finish your backlog? Think about it, and then think, how do we solve the world's problems? So is the goal? Assist- I was talking i was saying words oh i'm really sorry i was going to i was going to answer your question but you wouldn't let me <laughs> wow now, now i'm part of your backlog zach oh, i'm part of that's your a good backlog. Ooh, that's a good one go to your friend they burn you sorry zach you're part of the backlog now like no go ahead Drew. Yeah, the negative zone i'm in the negative zone um so Design Club, solve the world's problems. Create a system, a plan, or even a routine to help players address their backlog and actually finish some of those pesky games that they just haven't gotten around to. Uh, and try to do it in an infomercially voice. Hey kids, are you having <laughs> trouble finishing your the video games in your backlog? Yes, yes. No, the, basically the idea is uh, like... Wait, I, okay, I, was, we, I was solving the world's problems. Hold yeah, on he's solving it. He's got the solve. Oh, then have solve. I got the have I got the solution for you? Introducing unemployment. Oh, yeah, perhaps a solution that requires that doesn't require you not having income. Oh boy, that would be nice. That would that would that would work for me. Hey, hey kids, there. are you having trouble finishing, like finishing your games? Have I got the solution for you? Never go out. Yeah, <laughs> don't be do a anything. Okay, how, be how a neat. A, You'll finish them all. How about a slightly more manageable? Okay, system? but for reals though. <laughs> okay, uh, so. I would say some sort of regimen. Mm-hmm. Maybe get a program to do this, where well, you like, just like list list out literally every game you've been meaning to try, um, and then you literally randomize it. And from that point until the end of that next week, that is the only game you can play. Interesting. You may not finish all your games, but damn it, you're gonna play all of them. So you. But isn't you're... the point of what Drew was saying to finish the game? No, no, no. The point. Yeah, is... to finish it. That's. Not to finish, but to, like, get things out of your backlog. Like, things that maybe you want to pick up again, or things that are just, like, not going to be touched. Mm. Like, something to take that shame list and, like, trim it down a bit. Like, I, I don't have like I don't have to finish or in the Blind Forest, but I want to at least, like, play it and understand what's what's hip and hopping. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? So, if, so, if yeah. the goal is to, um, excuse me. No. If the goal is to basically put some progress in and reach a point where you can say, yes, I want to keep playing. No, I don't want to keep playing. Then Zach's Zach's idea uh would I work turned out into a good. day, actually, to be honest. Like just sit down what? for two hours with the game. 
Well, that's I would say you're just talking about like a retreat then. Like a lot of people do that, but you would do it with video games. Like you bring your your computer, you sit down, you say, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to play these things randomly for a couple hours through the rest of the weekend or the week and get it all done. Hmm. You know, that kind of sounds similar to what I did for Bloodborne, oddly enough. Uh, When Bloodborne came out, I... That was another game I was really enjoying, but I and I didn't want it to go in the backlog. Uh, and even though I was really busy at the time, I actually hit a point where I would say, okay, from for the next four hours, all I'm going to do is just play Bloodborne so I can at least say I got some progress in it. This wasn't because I didn't like the game or because I was on the fence about it. This was like, I have a lot of stuff going on, so I'm going to plan out that this is when I'm playing this game. Uh, yeah. And what ended up happening was... Uh, Maybe this is bad planning on my part, but I would always play it and then like I just keep going because I have a feeling like once you kind of get into a groove of playing a game, you're more likely to just kind of keep going with it. Like, oh, yeah. 100% this is why I would play until two in the morning playing Persona 5. Yeah. Oh, it was a bad idea, but I did it. And like, you know, you. that's that's a game that has kind of I think you get kind of has a slow start. So like I wasn't on like the mate, like the super hype train for that where I was like, I have to play it. Until I, I had that, like, week off to just, like, put time in. It's like, oh, now I'm in the middle of it and I need to just keep going. Uh, but I actually don't... I had a couple of people think that was a really stupid idea of, like, scheduling out, like, here's when I'm going to play a game. But I found it helped a lot to be like, this is the time I want to play this game. And now I have it set aside to do that. I mean, scheduling yeah. sounds like a very useful way of attacking it. I don't know why that would be considered... Like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know why your friends uh, are calling it stupid. Like, I already do that with games I know I want to play. Well, so the thing is, is that, like... I think they thought it was a little odd. Maybe not. Maybe stupid's too harsh. But they thought it odd because, you know, games are supposed to be fun and you're supposed to just have, you know, you're supposed to have fun with them, not just be like held to a schedule kind of thing. And I, I can kind of understand that. You know, there, there's that thing of like, this is this is your regimented fun for the day kind of uh, kind of vibe to it. But well, when you say it like that. Yeah. Right. So. And it's all how you phrase it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to, to Zach's point, I actually, I like that idea a lot of like, list out the games in your backlog uh, or... Maybe not all of them, but at least the ones you keep meaning to do. And then, like, just pick one out and say, I'm going to play this for the next couple, however many days you want to. Maybe, like, based on how excited you were to get the game at the time kind of deal. Like, Mm -hmm. was it very, like, oh, this was off a whim. I really didn't care. Give it a day or two. This was something I was looking forward to. Maybe give it, like, four or five or maybe a week kind of deal. Mm -hmm. I I like the idea of randomizing it based off of buckets, right? Like, oh, this is like something that I kind of got on a whim. This is something that I really want to get to. This is my shameless. Like, that would work. I think that would work. Mm -hmm. Maybe a couple hours here and there. Yeah. So like going through and kind of like, these are the games. I I remember at one point I had what I had a quote unquote, a hit list of games. And like, these are the games I want to finish. At some point, I'm going to go through them. Mm -hmm. I eventually did get to all of them, but it did take a while. I see. Yeah, but I think it's just good to this did work for you though it did work yeah that worked for me okay i think and it also helps because like i'll find myself sitting down at my computer going like i don't want to play my usual games what do i want to play right now you could literally just reference the list and be like play one of these (laughs) one thing we didn't talk about i feel like isn't i I think there's a name for it but it's like the the tragedy of wealth kind of thing like you have so Mm -hmm. many options that you end up picking nothing because it's like what do i pick Mm -hmm. i don't know so you end up doing nothing except trying to figure out what to do. And by the time you figure out what you want to do, it's like, well, it's 12 at night. Time to go to bed. Well, yeah, exactly. Reg- so that's like regiment tied with the random works. Because if you give yourself a default state of like, this is a thing that you could do or is scheduled for this time, that at least gives you like a baseline. And if you like hate that game or think it's not something you need to do, then you can alter it later. Yeah. But it does at least give you direction, right? 
Because right. like, with me, like half the reason I don't play these games is because like they've kind of like filtered into the back of my mind, right? Like I don't really even remember they're there anymore. Mm-hmm. Like once this, like I don't, I feel weird about this, like because I have a lot of beefs with notification systems in general. I think they can be kind of poorly used, like not very helpful for people. But I do think if you could like work into like whatever client you use to play games, like, hey, you know, you bought this kind of thing. Uh, it's just chilling here. Here's a little summary about it. Well, like, like, it's a guilt, it's a guilt trip. You know? Yeah, like it hey. feels like a guilt trip. Well, that's why I feel weird about it. But hear me out. Like you, you boot up the client and maybe a game's loading. Maybe there's like a little thing in the corner, like showing your stats, showing you what friends you have who are online. Maybe you have something that just says, hey, did you know that this game in your backlog like has X amount of awards or had some really nice things said about it on twitter i think oh wait but what about this what okay so what about this i'm sure like i think there there might be like a way you can like let's say let's uh, let me propose a new feature for steam because that's Mm -hmm. the obvious example is it is a list of games that you want to get to you want to make sure that you get through and play these games Mm -hmm. um and so when you log into steam it'll just show you it'll show you your list and it'll put one at the top of the priority and said this is like and it won't show you any other ones it'll just show you that game mm-hmm. and it'll say hey you said you wanted to play this game are you going to play this one today see that to me seems a little um, too harsh like i don't i don't want a system like specifically saying you you are obligated to do this or you said you would do mm. this I, but i, I do I think highlighting that it's there would be a good way to remind me oh i could give this thing a shot yeah. it's in my yeah. library like uh one sneaky thing that i think steam does is it tells you when your friends are playing another game and that like puts that other game in your mind so maybe you'll be more likely to play it your friend yeah so in a way that's or- kind of advertising that game so, so I think I think this is more just kind of for me in the opt-in. It's basically like you, I guess in addition to that, you would like set up like a time period. Like you pre-set up, like here's my time period. I'm going to make sure I play one of these games from the list in this time period. And then when that time period comes up, it says, all right, time to play. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think the thing is, is that as harsh as it might be, like sometimes you do just kind of need to hate, like, hey, did you still want to play this kind of thing? And then maybe mm. it can set like reminders of like, hey, you said this was something you really liked, or uh, this was a game you put on your wish list and was on your wish list for a while, and then you bought it, uh, and it could like just remind you, like, hey, this game is is here, ready to download, or this game is installed, ready to play, kind of thing. Or, or you know what, like uh, an even sneakier way of doing that would be instead of asking questions about download or hey, do you want to play it, it says, hey, this was on your wish list, and now you have it. Would you like to leave a user review for the game? And that'll say, hey, this is in your backlog. It's not going to care if you've played it or not. It just wants you to, like, know that it's still there and if you have anything to say about it. Yeah. And so you're thinking about it again. I was going to say, this kind of harkens to one thing. I've noticed mm-hmm. on PSN and, and on Steam, mostly, is that they have more social features. Be like, look, people are playing these games. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like some kind of some kind of tied in si- like system like that. Like, mm-hmm. you, you mark this game as, like, something you wanted to do. And said, "Hey, you have some friends playing this game. Did you want to boot this up and play it? Uh, uh, maybe either with them, or did you just want to play it if it's like single player?" Um, so he- he- here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'm getting from like all all of the good stuff that Dunby said right now. Like I'm imagining sort of like a like a diet book, but for like your your Steam backlog. And then mm-hmm. I'm imagining a companion app that has a plugin to Steam that does all the fancy things we just talked about. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Uh, one thing I, I I have I've seen people try to do. Um, I think my friend Joe at when I was at Perfect World did this. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. He did. They did a um, a fifty two game a year challenge kind of thing, and that was like getting a game done, one game done per week kind of thing. Oh God! 
And what that basically kind of does is that kind of gives you that goal of, you know, I want to finish X amount of games. So you just kind of work towards it. So, you know, you have those big ones, but then in between the big ones, you're playing these little ones here or there. Uh, I've heard a couple people uh, try that and say like, hey, you know, it really does kind of clear up your backlog because, you know, you realistically, you only have a week for that game. And if you like it, you keep going and you'll have to find some other game to finish off or, uh, you know, you just drop it and say, well, that's one off the list. I didn't actually like that one kind of deal. Yeah. But it ties back into the same thing of like, like kind of scheduling and planning out what the time you want. Mm-hmm. True. It feels Damn. like the the ultimate solution is just like be disciplined, get good. <laughs> yeah, get good no, at your gaming. No, but it's hard though. I want to play all these other bullshit games. Truth be told, uh, I I think I would have gotten more games done faster had I not actually gotten like absorbed into Overwatch for as long as I did. Yeah, I think that I same thing with still still are. Like, so you like. I feel like there are a lot of games that don't really have an end state. They like their goal is to be played as continuously as possible. And that's going to tie into everything else. Like there's yeah. no way to really finish Overwatch. It's always kind of there, just like an MMO or something. Uh yeah. though the ending of the game, uh the ending to Overwatch secretly and I've talked to Jeff Kaplan about this. So this is very very secret stuff. Oh I'm leaking God. it right now. Oh no. The ending oh no. of Overwatch is when you realize you will never be the pro and you will never be a hero. And the game ends, and that's it. Oof. Credits Whoa. roll. That's Dark really Hunter. depressing. But this is also getting way off of the design club. <laughs> well, are we? I mean, are we? Is there we, anything uh, left to be said? Have we designed I, a I system? Th- I think we have. I think you know, like we said, like some noti- like like you said, like your randomized kind of pull. Try it out for a bit, and if you end up not uh, liking it, then hey, it's out of the backlog. You gave it a good a college try. If you I do, can... keep going with it, mm-hmm. and then we talked about a system for like steam or some other client to kind of like ping you and be like hey did you want to play this maybe and i think uh, the randomized based off of like how much you wanted said thing is a pretty good part of it like mm-hmm, i think yeah. if you i were to take a random bucket of everything in my backlog there are a few things i'd be like just bothered by yeah exactly this is why you have to like have a separate list for the ones you specifically want to play indeed and- okay yeah. gentlemen any more any more design club or questions or anything I think I'm good. Mm, mm. All right. I think I'm also good. All right. Well, then let's get to toasting and cheering and pouring out. I've Mm. got a very special toast. Uh, Special toast. Special toast to my friend Addy, who just had a birthday. And happy birthday, Addy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, birthday, Addy. Um, You did it. A friend of mine also has a birthday. I just didn't bring it up. Um, I also, I want to put a toast to the Noble Mermaid. Another sea creature. This is another sea creature that I like. Also, the noble siren, but isn't quite a sea creature. Aren't mermaids sirens? Aren't sirens mermaids? Uh, I think it depends on which uh, which background you're going with. Sirens are bird. Well, sirens sirens can be either, but they're usually associated with birds. It really depends Um, on where where you're coming from with it, like which bit of lore you're pulling from. Uh, Uh, Like mermaids could be manatees. You could be just saluting the manatee for all we care. The manatee also salute. Um, and so yeah, that's my toast. I have Excellent. I have a pour out for all the games and all backlogs. We swear we'll get to you, we'll get we'll save you eventually from the backlog. It's <laughs> gotta happen. I, I have a pour uh, out. I have a pour out. Um, I I pour out to uh, everybody's gone to the rapture because uh, my character in that game is just hanging out on a farm right now, and uh, he's really lonely, and I don't know what's gonna happen to him. So man, that's out. like an actual version of like, Daddy, where did everybody everybody goes to the rapture go? <laughs> Why it oh. went to a farm, Drew? It's been. It's gonna play with all the other games. 
Uh, God, it's kind of meta and sad. Uh, I would also like to give a toast to the movie It. That was a fun movie. I I actually enjoyed that a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've also... Hmm. Yeah. All right. Our our drinks are laid out. Uh, Zach, Zach, are there any fine lessons that we can take away from this particular excursion of ours? Boy, I hope I learned something from this episode. (laughs) Hey there, everybody. It's time now for the lesson of the day. Today's lesson is... When you need to organize something, remember that lists are your friend. And that's the lesson of the day. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Mm -hmm. I was using a doubly linked array, but I see lists are probably a better way to go. Yeah, no, if you want to, if you want to, like, extend the list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I a little bad about that. All right. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Hope you had a good time. If you have any questions, concerns, or cool things you want to throw our way, you can reach us at teamnitwick at gmail.com. That's team N-I-T-W-I-W. Well, can't talk. Team N-I-T-W-I-C at gmail.com. Uh, this week's music comes from Pro Leader, as tends to be the case, because he's so damn good. Next week, we're going to be talking about desert levels. That's right, desert levels. It's going to be sensational. Oh, great. Expect Fantastic. more puns like that next week <laughs> on Nitwig. Have a great weekend. Have a great life. Hey, yeah, everybody. Everybody, <laughs> have some fun. Enjoy your Bye. life. Bye. Goodbye. You deserve it. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>